on the block with Stricken Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hey, very happy Thursday to all of you. You listen to On the Block 93.7 The Ticket. My name is Nate Brennan. We're having a little bit of a Bach party this week. Right. Because no Eric Strickland. He's on a little bit of a sabbatical over there in New York. Had some Monday night football. I think he might be on the move today, actually. He might be calling from the airport. We'll hear from him at 3 o'clock. He'll give us a rundown of everything that's been going on. But he's been shaking hands, kissing babies. Doing what Strick does. 402 464 5685 Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman Text Line. As always, we want to hear from you. You can also check us out on the Sarder Heyman video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. If you head over to YouTube, tell your mom, tell your cousin, tell your uncle, tell someone you hate for all I care. Tell them to subscribe to 93.7 The Ticket. We appreciate you guys getting us to 2,000 subscribers, but we want more. Total domination on YouTube is the goal. Help us get to 3,000. A shout-out to everyone that's helped us get to this point. But we will head to the Honda of Lincoln hotline. Again, that's 402-464-5685. You can text us as well. Well, We're going to be brought in, or we're going to be bringing in Andrew Alex, one of my old buddies from over in uh, Virginia, works for 24-7 Sports. How are you doing today? Doing well, Nathan. I'm doing well. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Hanging in there, you know, and just getting through the day, ready for the weekend. Working for the weekend, as we like to say uh, around here. So, as we always do every single Thursday, we're going to have Andrew break down some of the, the nationally televised games that aren't Nebraska and Indiana, even though it is prime time, and Bach doesn't like when I say that, but it is prime time. <laughs> BTN, prime hey, time, it's baby. prime time. Uh, but we're going to break down some of the national games that are going to be getting a lot of attention that you're going to want to tune into. And, Andrew, the first one I want to bring up to you, and it's kind of sad that we're talking about playoff implications already, but as we've seen in the Big 12 Conference, for the most part, you have to go undefeated in order to make the playoff. Baylor already has one loss. Maybe if they were to win this game, they'd be able to squeak into the playoff. But Oklahoma State, it just feels like a must win for them if they want to make a serious run into that final four. What do you see in this one? Well, yeah, and they said, I mean, we don't really know that much about Oklahoma State, do we? And I feel like that's going to be a theme of some of the games that we today. But, I mean, you know, who, who's Oklahoma State's Power 5 win? It's a win over Arizona State. They won 34-17. Yeah, that was week one. Now we can look back five weeks later and say, yeah, maybe not so big of a deal. Baylor has been solid all year. They've been a rock against the run. And even in games that they've lost, the defense was great. You know, allowing just 26 in that 26-20 loss to BYU. No one's hit three yards per carry against them. Overall, the D is allowing just over about 300 yards per game. Uh, the running game has been hit or miss, but in this one, I really like Baylor to come away on top. Baylor at home. Interesting. I think that'll make it very uh, fascinating for the committee as well. If Baylor were to run the table with just that one loss, would they get in the playoff? It probably depends on what happens in the SEC. And for what it's worth, it probably happens on to happens. uh, We're going to talk about the ACC matchup here in a little bit. That might have some implications as well. But first, I want to switch over to the Big Ten. A couple games that a lot of people probably won't be too tuned in for because they're either going to be in the Haymarket tailgating at Tipsy Tina's or uh, they'll be watching Nebraska face off against Indiana at home. But what I want to get to, and we throw out the F word a little bit with Michigan, and that would be the word fraud. I don't think they're in that territory 
territory quite yet. They do squeak out a win at home against Maryland, but they're going to play against the Hawkeyes of Iowa, one of the better defenses in the country. It pains me to say that as, as a Nebraska fan, but do you think Iowa's got a shot at home against the Wolverines? Uh, well, it's certainly a battle of strength against strength, yeah. right? Michigan, I think, putting up on average about 50 points per game, the number one scoring offense in FBS right yeah. now. On the other end, Iowa's defense has allowed just two offensive touchdowns all season. As crazy as that <laughs> sounds, <laughs> they have been absolutely a solid rock defensively. So what what you have is a question of, A, what do we know about Michigan, right? Maryland, not necessarily the most inspiring performance uh, in the history of the University of Michigan. And, you know, for Michigan fans who had to counter uh, accusations of fraudulentism uh, due to the just sheer cakewalk that was their yes. first four games yes. on the schedule, you go out and you play Maryland, and that's not necessarily inspiring for what Michigan wants to be. And that's a top-five team in the country. I do think they will beat Iowa, but – more than I'm looking at, you know, because I just think that, I mean, if Michigan loses this game, then they're clearly frauds. But I think that you can walk away from this game believing that they're frauds if Iowa even keeps it close. I believe that Iowa is currently, as it stands, an 11-point favorite. I mean, if Iowa could keep this game within a touchdown or something, I'm not believing in Michigan at all whatsoever anymore. And I've barely been believing in them for the past few games regardless. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because uh, Nebraska will play both of these teams this week, and that game's going to kick off at 11 o'clock. So definitely want to keep your eyes peeled to see what happens over there in, in Iowa country and see if maybe they can put up a fight against Michigan, who the F word has been flirting with their program for a little bit. Going to stay in the Big Ten, a team that we've been talking about quite a bit here, Andrew, is Minnesota. They've looked like certainly the best team in the Big Ten West outside of Ohio State, possibly the best team in the Big Ten. They're going to host Aiden O'Connell and Purdue. It sounds like Aiden O'Connell will be playing in this one despite not playing last week against FAU. Minnesota a 12-point favorite, and what's so interesting about this one is despite all the preseason hype before the season for Purdue, they end up losing to Syracuse, barely beating FAU last week. They sit at 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Do you think this one ends up being a blowout, or do you think Aiden O'Connell can keep it close? You know, I believe with the arm of Aiden O'Connell, Purdue always has the chance to keep it close, but clearly, to some degree, this is a flawed football team. We saw that against, you know, Syracuse. You know, in the Penn State yeah. game, suddenly, you know, although that was a loss, you know, if you're a Purdue fan, you might have walked away from that game more confident in the Boilermakers than you would have going into the season. But, you know, sobering was the Syracuse loss, and, you know, Sean Tucker of Syracuse was able to have a day, which means I think that Purdue is going to have problems with a guy by the name of Mohamed Ibrahim. Yes, Mohamed Ibrahim, workhorse running back that's burst onto the scene for P.J. Flex Golden Gophers this year. 89 attempts, second in the nation right now with 567 rushing yards. Wow. He's scored eight times on the ground. Uh, Purdue's already allowing 116 yards per game. They've done a good job uh, of limiting the big plays, You know, not really seeing many yards of 10 yards or more. It's kind of going to be – I think that's what it comes down to because ultimately, you know, in the quarterback battle, I give advantage to Purdue, but pretty much everywhere else it's Minnesota. I don't see it as a blowout right now, but I still like the Gophers. 
Andrew, I'm going to go through the rest of Minnesota's schedule and let me know if any of these teams really worry you because Minnesota, for what it's worth, pretty easy as a team in the Big Ten West, pretty easy schedule down the road. It'd be interesting to see if they go into that Big Ten championship game against Ohio State undefeated because, as we know in those championship games, anything can happen. So they host Purdue this week. They travel to Illinois the following week. I think this is the one that you're probably going to want to circle on your calendar. October 22nd, they'll travel to Penn State. Now, if they get past Penn State, they'll host Rutgers, they'll travel to Nebraska, host Northwestern, host Iowa, finish the season on the road against a 2-2 two and two Wisconsin team. Outside of Penn State, do you think any of those teams give them any worries? Well, Nathan, it's the Big Ten, and it's Minnesota, so I, I'm not here to coronate Minnesota just yet, <laughs> but uh, you know, it definitely plays to their favor. Now, you know, Wisconsin, Wisconsin's got talent, obviously, it's a rivalry game, not a good season, for the Badgers no. so far. We've seen this before, though. Perhaps they could turn it around. Uh, you know, Nebraska, a tough environment to play in. Again, yeah. I'm not going to try to get anyone's hopes up uh, down there in Lincoln. But just the, the idea that, you know, this isn't like Clemson, right, right, in the ACC a few years ago, where it's like, if they can just get past Florida State, it's going to be a cakewalk the rest of the way. No, <laughs> right. every game provides a new challenge. Minnesota might be better than we expected coming into the season. But uh, hey, what are the Vegas odds right now? What does Vegas have as the favorite coming out of the Big Ten West? Maybe I, Minnesota? <laughs> well, I know for a fact that now it's Minnesota. Before the season, believe it or not, Wisconsin was the favorite. Nebraska was in second to win the Big Ten West. Hope you didn't put money on that, my friends. And then Minnesota came in at third. I don't know what the actual line is right now, but I'm going to say with almost 100% confidence that Minnesota is probably the favorite in the Big Ten West, rightfully so. Yeah, probably the favorite, but again, as the Big Ten West has shown, uh, you know, almost similar to the ACC Coastal, when no team is truly dominant, that creates parity, which creates interesting seasons, upsets, and, you know, a bunch of teams that need to go into every game feeling like they have a chance uh, to take an L. But with that being said, Nathan, if I do recall, you were telling everyone uh, back home to bet on Nebraska to win <laughs> the Big Ten West. So... Uh, what you really mean is I feel sorry for you if you listened to you. <laughs> well, for what it's worth, I did sprinkle a little money on Nebraska to win the Big Ten West, and I've been telling Bach all week, for what it's worth, Nebraska might not have had the best start to the season, but they're only 0-1 in the Big Ten. There's always <laughs> hope. There's always reason to drink Kool-Aid. All right, we're going to switch over to our neck of the woods. We're going to travel on over to the ACC because, again, I hate this early in the season saying that there's playoff implications, but I tried to pick games that seriously do because we look at the ACC as a whole, tons of teams that are ranked, but outside of Clemson, I don't think there's any teams that anyone's saying, okay, they're a playoff team. Wake Forest gives them a scare on the road last week. Um, I think if Clemson loses this one, to be entirely honest with you, I don't see them making a four-team playoff. I think this would be a huge win against an NC State team that's looked pretty good so far this season. Uh, game day will be over there at Clemson. Um, do you think NC State gives them a fight, or do you think the fact that Clemson has to win this game to make the playoff is really going to be the motivation here? Well, no, I think NC State gives them a fight. And if you're NC State, what's like the biggest game a long time for the Wolfpack? Yeah, I mean, time. this is the first yeah. time these two teams have uh, faced off in the top ten, and given how long we put these teams to play in the ACC, uh, that's a long, long, long time yeah. <laughs> for that yeah. first top ten matchup to happen. But, look, last week, I mean, we all love the Demon Deacons there. Coach Muma doing a great job with those boys. <laughs> Sam Hartman's a great quarterback. Yeah, He's a good player. Yes. 
and he's been a good player for quite a few years now. That's what happens when you redshirt a guy and you get him to start for five years. Against Clemson last week, he set the school single-game record for passing touchdowns through six passing touchdowns. Oh Clemson's defensive backs got absolutely gashed. It was not ideal. And Devin Leary, quarterback of NC State, yeah. he's no slump either. I mean, last year was really just coming out party. 35 touchdowns for five interceptions. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other end, this uh, this year so far, not as good, but, you know, 9-2, and two, they are scoring like mad. I believe they're a top-10 team uh, in terms of scoring, and they're only allowing 11.8 points per game. Competition hasn't been all there, but if there has ever been a test for DJU, DJ Yuga Galela, or however you pronounce it, <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Because yeah. NC State's got a solid defense. He was coronated to be the guy after yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Right. And though he's not like terrible expectations when you're the guy that replaces Trevor Lawrence, who replaced Deshaun Watson at Clemson, well, they're going to be pretty darn high. And they got a solid back up there. This could be make or break for DJU, just like you're saying it could be make or break for Clemson's playoff chances. I like a competitive one here. Home crowd environment for NC State going to pull into it. I do like Clemson to come out on top, though. Yeah, I think Clemson's probably going to pull out with this one, unfortunately. But, you know, I love me some coastal chaos. Looks like there might even be a little bit of Atlantic chaos this year. Wake Forest gave them a scare last year. NC, or last week, excuse me, NC State, obviously, 10th in the country. It'll be at Clemson. It'll be a very fascinating game. Going to want to tune in for game day. All right, you know I got to ask you for the last one. Uh, we've seen a hurricane game between the Hokies and UNC before. Uh, most people probably don't care too much about the Virginia Tech Hokies, but it'll be an interesting game over there in UNC because they're getting the after effects of uh, Tropical Storm Ian now that's been downgraded from a hurricane. Any chance that our Hokies pull this one out? Uh, well, Nathan, I don't know. It's Hurricane uh, game, come on! Virginia Tech's offense is pretty, pretty brutal. Yeah, and pretty though the hurricane might play to our advantage because Drake May, quarterback of uh, North Carolina, Charlotte native, by the way, yeah. I think he was a top 10 recruit you know, I had the position in the country, a guy who 247, my, my employer graded out to be a potential first round NFL draft pick wow. coming out of high school. Like wow. that's what they say yeah. his skill set translates to. And wow. so far, uh, so very, very good. 16 touchdowns already on the year. If they, but if it's pouring rain, it's tough to throw the ball. The problem is Virginia Tech can't run the ball. Their offensive line run grades are like the worst in power five. So that doesn't necessarily third worst advantage. in power five. Thank you very much. <laughs> I guess it's, uh, you know, if you're a Virginia tech fan, you kind of got to hope for a mud fight where the defense can stand tall, maybe force some turnovers and hope the offense has just a little bit in them. Luckily, the good news, Virginia tech's offense doesn't tend to throw over uh, 10 yard passes. Anyway, those should be more likely to be completed in these conditions. Give me NC State by about 14, or North Carolina, excuse me, by about 14 points. Uh, I sure hope that's not the case. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Andrew Alex, uh, 24-7 sports, joining me, one of my – old buddies over there in, in Virginia. And Andrew, I just wanted to give you a second to um, everyone here. And I want to make sure everyone's kind of keeping ESPN Blacksburg, the family in our thoughts and prayers, the family over in Sault Ste. Marie, uh, Michigan too. Wanted to give you a chance, uh, lost someone today and just 
wanted to give you the chance to say something because it is a tough situation. I'm not usually good about talking about these kind of things, but it is sad. And it is just one of those things that just check up on your friends, man. Like check up on your friends and family. Just make sure that they're doing okay because you seriously never know what's going on with someone. Yeah, unfortunately, Nate, it is a uh, it is a dark day in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, in ESPN or in Blacksburg, Virginia, and just you know all around the world. We lost a great man, a radio legend, yeah. uh, Scott Nason, who worked for the Eagle up in uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, as well as uh, the ESPN station over there. Uh, a good friend of the guy that gave me and Nathan our start in radio, yeah. Paul Van Wagner. He and Paul were uh, were radio partners for uh, years and years and years up there, and. You know, through that, when Paul relocated to Virginia, uh, you know, they stayed uh, incredibly close, incredibly close. Yeah. And Scott was a 30 minutes uh, per week guest on our station when me and Nathan were there. Uh, you know, he remained to the day of his death a guest there and from the moment Paul got there. Uh, through that, me and Nathan were able to, you know, really get to know Scott very well. One of the most upbeat, uh, charming, a uh, guy who just made everyone else feel good about themselves. Yeah the kind of guy that everyone would want around. Uh, so it, it, it's a tough day as we've lost Scott Nathan today. But I, like I told Nathan before we started this, you know, all we could do is uh, just do what, do what Paul and Scotty were doing. Yeah. Jump on the radio and uh, talk to your buddy. So, <laughs> you know, Scott, we love you. We miss you. Uh, as sad and as confusing as it is, but I, I can speak for myself and Nathan and everyone from, from that station that you touched that uh, you're a great man and we're all better off for having known you. Yeah, absolutely. Andrew, I appreciate you, brother. You stay safe. I'll see you here pretty soon. I'll be over that way uh, here in a couple weeks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Have buddy. a good one, Lincoln. Go Big Red this weekend. <laughs> there go we Big go. Red. That's right. There he goes, uh, Andrew Alex. Again, just wanted to reiterate uh, thoughts and prayers, seriously. If you guys could keep uh, the ESPN Blacksburg, Sault Ste. Marie community, uh, definitely a tough time for them. And uh, just seriously, it, it just check up on your friends. Check up on your family. I, I'm not usually good at saying these kind of things and, and getting the right words to describe this type of situation, but you just never know what people are going through. I know that on the outside, a lot of people can look like they're okay, but Sometimes people aren't okay, so check up on your friends, check up on your family, and I promise every single one of you, someone does love you, someone does care about you, there's always hope. Uh, wanted to make sure to give a shout out to that the, the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is officially changed to a three-digit number, it is 988. So again, if, if you or someone else is struggling, I promise you someone out there loves you, there's always hope, there's always a reason to keep fighting. Um, just wanted to make sure that everyone got that, and, and again, thoughts and prayers out to to the ESPN Blacksburg and, and the Eagle Sault Ste. Marie community. But we got to toss it to break. Uh, sorry to get a little bit dark, a little bit somber there, but wanted to make sure to give give a shout-out to Scott and his family and, and all those families as well. But we'll have Shootout with Bach coming up after this. $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. Make sure you stick with us right here on the block. <laughs> 